This is episode 56 and was recorded on January 24th and made available for download January 27th at GuardFrequency.com. I'm Tony. I'm Jeff. And unfortunately, Lennon had to drop out this week due to showing someone how real men take their coffee. So keeping his seat warm and firmly sticking to the OJ, Jace from our sister show, Priority One. Hello, and I'm Jace. So what do we have this week, Jace? In this week's Squawk Box, we tell you all about Google's latest purchase. In CIG News, we bring you everything that's happening around the UEE, including our weekly crowdfunding update, and it's a doozy. The newest episode of 10 for the Chairman, Arena Commander 1.0.1, the launch of the public test universe, and the changes in tax rates hitting the EU next month, which mm. somebody on the show is probably interested in, but I don't, I don't see them. I don't hear them. Yeah, he's not here. In this week's Nuggets for Nuggets, we find out about engines, and finally we tune into the feedback loop and let you join in the conversation. We've added a new feature to our website, GuardFrequency.com, a Patreon campaign button. We've got a variety of rewards and backer levels, but essentially, if you know how Kickstarter works, you're most of the way there. Of course, we're happy to share our labor of love with you each week free of charge, but it is nice to get the occasional concrete reminder that folks out there in diverse love listening to the show as much as we like making it. Love making it. Let me reiterate that. We thank the folks who have already chipped in, and we hope you consider making a regular contribution. The more support we get, the better show we can make. Well, that takes care of the housekeeping, so let's get to the show and see what's coming through the Squawk Box. Hey, you boys need a carrier around here? Uh, everything's under control. Situation's normal. This is Tony saying welcome to the Squawk Box, everyone. At the risk of becoming repetitive and tunnel-visioned during the Squawk Box segment, we're going to talk about SpaceX again. I know, I know, I'm sorry, I promise we'll do something about planetary probes or the Chinese Coast Guard again really soon, but damn you, Elon Musk, and your square-jawed determination to keep your business in the headlines. This week, another explosion, but this time it's not on the launch pad or on the robo-landing platform, but on the balance sheet. Google and Fidelity Investments just bought 7.5% of SpaceX for a cool $900 million. First question you have, obviously, is why do an internet advertiser slash quasi-Orwellian technoctopus and my mom's retirement fund want to buy into a rocket ship company? The second question is, only $900 million? I know. Really? What was only? that? I'll tackle the second question first. SpaceX is a private company, so valuations are in the eye of the beholder. Much like CIG, its funding level is pretty apparent. It's updated constantly on CIG's website, and SpaceX is in the headlines. But there's no way anyone would buy CIG for that money because it doesn't account for the possibility of future profits. So essentially, Google, Fidelity, and SpaceX sat down at a table and decided that SpaceX's current value is about $12 billion. For comparison's sake, let's take a look at a few other privately held venture tech companies. Uber, the app that lets you pretend it's not creepy bumming rides from strangers after giving Goldman Sachs your credit card number, that's worth $42 billion. Snapchat, the penis photo sharing app, is worth $10 billion. And so is Airbnb, which is, you know, Uber for houses. Now, back to the first question. Why Google and Fidelity? Well, 
Google is simple. SpaceX has long been interested in low-orbit satellite internet relays in order to eventually advertise to absolutely everyone under the sky. But Fidelity, a stodgy old mutual fund company? A couple of theories floating around is that perhaps an initial public offering is in the works, or that Fidelity is anticipating additional funding rounds in the medium term where Fidelity could cash out on a higher valuation. Or maybe, and I'm just spitballing here, retirement colonies on Mars? Yes! (laughs) Jeff, 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 this is part of the mystery, Jeff. That Seattle office? Yeah. That's what they're doing there. Yeah, I'm hoping that, that somehow we can tie Star Citizen into the Seattle office and I get to go actually go down and do an interview. Well, you'll have to talk Fidelity Investments into buying into a piece of CIG. Maybe they can get the completionist pack, maybe like six or eight completionist packs. Well, see, I I figure that that CIG could uh, actually do the simulators for SpaceX, and then they get this working relationship going on, and, you know, we've got... Sure. The the, the SpaceX Hornet. I'd like to see that happen pretty soon. In 500 years from now, we learn that Google is the foundation of the UEE. Probably. Well, I mean, they'll be in everybody's heads uh, pretty soon, so... I'm surprised this actually made news, because there was some cooler news out there this this week that really, really just blew... Do you want to write Squawk Box? No, no, I don't. I'll let you. I'll let but, you. But what, we, what missed, you we missed the, uh, the, the Microsoft uh, hollow goggles. Ah, uh, no, wait, 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 wait. Hold on. That's not news yet. That's Microsoft's, you know. It is news. It is absolutely news. It, it it's is. not It's not even to the point of Oculus. I mean, Oculus is more out there than this. No, no, no. It, it is at, uh, the two bloggers, Paul Thoreau and Mary Jo Foley, which both I respect in, the, in my industry, both tried it out. And both of them said that it'll probably out in the fall uh, or spring or fall of 2015. I mean, that's six months away, four to six months away when 2010 is released. So they're going to beat Oculus to the market is yes, what you're saying. Yes, they'll beat Oculus to market. So this is realer than Oculus. Yes. But not realer than rocket ships. No. It is still virtual reality, but it's the coolest thing ever from what I gather from everything I've been reading. So bonus squawk box, everybody. Microsoft is going to beat Oculus to the VR market. It's augmented reality. It's not true virtual reality. You're not selling this here, Jeff. It's an augmented reality in the fact that you overlay on what you're seeing in the universe. With Oculus Rift, you can't see anything. Oh, okay. yeah, okay, I get, I, get, I get it. So it's like Google Glass that doesn't go anywhere. Right. Great. Have you read, seen, or heard something you think might be interesting to other citizens or civilians? Send an email to squawk at guardfrequency.com. Now let's check out some CIG news. 3175 Port Bay, hands on approach, check your screen, call the ball. Don't get technical with me. Our crowdfunding update for January 24th, 2014, $70,357,000, up about four hundred grand from last week. A nice steady pace again. 735,000-plus citizens and yeah, about 605,000 members of the UEE and 9,000 jump-in citizens, another 5,000 jump-in ships. Impressive. These tens of million milestones seem big. I don't know if they... They say they kind of are. They're, they're kind of a big deal. Yeah. What's your latest projection, Tony? You think $100 million this year? Chris Roberts thinks so. That was one of his uh, remarks at uh, BAFTA. He said he thought $100 million. I can't. I'm not going to argue with the guy because he knows what ships are coming on sale next, and he seems to invariably have a path into our wallets. So I'm not going to go against him. That is true. I just seem to recall there was a time when you had prognosticatory abilities. I have, on occasion, gazed into my crystal ball, but now we all have one at the show. We had one a few weeks ago. We titled the show that way, as a matter of fact, so... I don't know. We'll have to see. Uh, We did predict, though, that they were going to hit their milestones. So here's hoping. So far, so good. 
Well, speaking of the big man himself, 10 for the chairman is back. No woohoo. Parenthetical. Woohoo. There you go. That's the stuff. <laughs> to be fair, the 10 for the producers and so forth have been pretty entertaining as well. Sometimes arguably more informative because people like to ask yes. Chris Roberts very, very high level things that he can't answer. Yeah. Yeah. But in episode 50, Chris takes a moment to thank all of the new subscribers that signed up over the Christmas period and takes a brief minute to drink some Earl Grey before jumping headlong into a batch of questions from the subscribers. Now, if there's one thing that's come up on the show time after time, it's the issue of intrasystem travel. That is, how do you get from Earth to Pluto? One of the hosts on the show, who shall remain nameless, Tony... Excuse me. Hey. Insists that the best way forward is to have mini jump points. But in this episode, Chris tells us that the reason ships have these large engines on the back is for quantum travel, which is about 0.2 the speed of light. Chris also tells us that you can only do quantum drive in a straight line, and that they have a cool mechanic plan for that, including engaging or avoiding engagements while traveling. Say what? Yes. Yes, indeed. Continue reading the copy, Jeff. We shall have words, you and I, I'm sure. Engagement and voiding might be trickier than it sounds, however, as you need to power up your quantum engine first. The engine needs to draw a huge amount of power to create the gravity fields necessary to accelerate to one-fifth the speed of light. So it can leave you vulnerable. You also need to stay facing your intended direction of travel for a certain period of time before the quantum engine will engage. It will only do so if it detects a clear route. If another ship flies in front of you, such as your attacker, your quantum lock will break and you'll have to start over. Further, there are some details from Star Citizen Town Hall at PAX South, such as crossing star systems will take between 8 to 10 minutes to cross their diameter. Yeah, so first off, uh, Jeff, let's just get what we're both thinking. And, and, and Jace, uh, if you've been exposed to this other system that, that you may or may not have been exposed to, you can just jump right in here. But Jeff, when you read this, what are you thinking? I'm thinking their mechanic is way out of whack. I'm thinking we've seen this mechanic in another very recent game release. Oh, yes. 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 And that would be? Elite Dangerous. Uh-huh. So I'm looking at this going like, hey, it's the same thing the other game has. How come? Uh, Can't they do their own thing? Because uh, I don't think anybody can think outside the box when it, uh, because Star Trek broke warp drive, right? They coined yeah. it. And then we got Star Wars with their hyperspace or whatever it is that Star Wars people do. And <laughs> it's like nobody can come up with any good science to travel the distance between the Earth and Pluto in a matter of minutes instead of hours. Yeah, well, it, you know, Lennon helpfully put some uh, some math in here. And, and we know that Lennon's good at math because he's well-versed in talking about astrophysics. Also, he has uh, to he, deal with the metric system, so... Yeah, and we don't know how to do that, or I don't anyway, because I think it's all rutabaga. But anyway, so he put some notes in here. Sun to Pluto is about 32.6 AU on average. Pluto has a weird orbit, but average is about 32 AU. But that's about 22.61 hours at 0.2 C. That would be 5.3 hours at light speed. 1 AU is about 42 minutes at 0.2 C. Uh, Sun to Pluto in 10 minutes, that's 27 times the speed of light, or here you go, Jeff, warp 3 in the Star Trek universe. So so those numbers don't line up. We're talking no. about crossing the diameter of a star system in 8 to 10 minutes, but traveling at 0.2 the speed of light. Right. Yeah. it's They're off by three orders of magnitude. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I get it. It's a game. I understand. I mean, I mean, you know, you got you have to make 
I am not going to sit sun to Pluto for a day. I mean, I'm not going to do that. The compromise has to be fiddle with the fiction, not with the physics. Right. If the if the, if the physics don't work, well, that's physics. I'm very sorry. It's just not going to happen. So fiddle with the fiction. Make the quantum engines go light speed. Well, then you have a problem. So why do, why do we need jump points if we can already generate light speed travel? Oh, I have a solution. Ah, I know I can get around this. Mini jump points. Yes, mini jump points. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah, and you can still do the whole, the, the engine has to be bigger to generate the gravitational field to get into a mini jump point or to get into a jump point. You can go back and retcon the fiction, the RSI quantum engine from the back then to say that it makes a tiny wormhole. Or, or, or a fold. I mean, folding space What's between, that? you know, a, yes, a, yes, you know put sure. up a, yeah. not like a jump gate or anything, but a fold gate. So, yeah. You, well, well, another well, wrinkle well, that comes up if you have them in fixed locations then is the movement of the planets, which I don't think we've gotten 100% confirmed. They've said they want to do it, right? But I don't I don't know yeah. if that'll be something that happens at launch. But yeah, you have a stationary the computational gate power or like that. Of, uh, moving all those planets. Eh, I'll fix this one for you, too. Uh, they're like whirlpools that are generated by the passing of planets. So the mini jump point just stays anchored to a planet. It's always in that one spot because it's, you know, orbiting the star and things get mixed up in the eddies and whirlpools of blah, 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 of quantum vacuum popping stuff. Eddie's in the space-time continuum, is he? He is. I know we lost him there. He's you know, he was, He's been there the whole time. Eddie, <laughs> that, that jerk. It's been a busy start to the year for CIG as we're given the Arena Commander Patch 1.0.1. Primarily a bug-fixing patch. Highlights include Cooperative Vandal Swarm is now working again. If I may interject. Okay. Woohoo! Yes. <laughs> there is where the woohoo goes. Yes, definitely. That is what I've been uh, waiting for. The Avenger nose mount will now only accept the Tiger Strike. Ah, uh, damn it. Yeah, that was for Jeff. Yep, knew that was coming. Added the fuel system to the missiles and added an IR signal to missiles so they appear on the radar. That's cool. Definite woohoo. And they fixed the attachment point for character's hair, something <laughs> Lennon and Shiv are keen on getting. Because neither of them have it in real life, and that's why they prefer this virtual existence in gaming. Wah, wah, wah. Coming soon so, to the VD store. <laughs> virtual toupees. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, CIG's been casting this as a bug-fixing patch, but I really think that the game has made a leap forward in usability and fun with this patch. I really enjoyed the patch quite a bit. It could be that I've just been waiting for Vandal Swarm Co-op to come back. Maybe that's what it is. That's definitely the case for me. I I've played a little bit over the holidays, but once Co-op was broken, uh, I did a couple races. I did a couple squadron battles, but I really I want to do Co-op Swarm. That's it for me. Yeah, so much. It's a lot of fun now. And with the missile tracking, it uh, really, uh, really helps out when you can see that come up on your radar. But what it did for me unfortunately, is it pointed out kind of how ugly and not so great the radar is right now. Radar needs work. Radar definitely needs work. Let, oh, my God. Why can't I switch modes? Why can't I include other objects? Why is it so obnoxious? It is alpha. I mean, maybe they're working on it. As you say. You know, uh, speaking of other games, you know whose radar works really good? 
Elite Dangerous. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so maybe they don't steal the Hyperlight Elite Dangerous mechanic, but they do steal Elite Dangerous's radar. Well, I think that would be the recommendation I would make. I recommend uh, viewers and, and listeners, not viewers, but listeners, to go, to go <laughs> yeah, back. Yeah, you don't want to look at us while we do this. Trust yeah, me. Go back and look at the early Hornet commercial. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you'll see this ra- this really cool radar thing where he's you know he's, he's being chased by an Aurora of all things. Why? He just didn't turn around and blow, blow this thing out of the sky. But being chased by Aurora, but he's looking at his radar and he sees a rock and he scans the rock and he sees a big hole in the middle of it and he flies to it. Come on. Yeah, maybe that's beta. Maybe we get that at beta or at, at full release time. But in all seriousness, I mean, we are looking at an alpha, but the radar, everything else is looking really good, right? So now that things are improving and, and stuff's working really well. The stuff that really needs work and polish is really starting to show. And again, the game's an alpha. It's supposed to be ugly and have rough edges on it, but I think the radar is uh, where some some love and attention needs to get focused. Yeah, it's lagging behind some of the other things. I'm hoping it gets attention during the HUD revamps with some of the newer ships coming out. Yeah, maybe we'll see something with that. I take this as a sign of positive improvement that we're able to now see what a... Uh, a system that's had some passes and some iteration works really well, and a system that maybe hasn't had enough passes or iteration is, is looking kind of clunky now. So this is good. I mean, it's part of the development, but it's just it's glaring at this point. And uh, so uh, for 1.0.2, that would be my recommendation. Uh, CIG also says that after patching, it's best to delete your user folder before logging in as it can help avoid some crashes. You can find your user folder in documents backslash star citizen backslash citizen client backslash user. We've often lamented on the show that we don't see enough of star citizens rough edges. Wait, didn't we just say? I think we just did. (laughs) (laughs) Other than the radar, apparently. Uh, other than the radar. <laughs> and we can't count the number of times we've asked, what is Alpha? Well, CIG heard our cries and they created the public test universe. To quote from the article, the PTU is not for the faint of heart. Like standard arena commander, you're one of the first people testing a new build, which can often be unstable or otherwise non-functional. If you're serious about helping us test Star Citizen, accessing the PTU and reporting bugs on the forums is one of the biggest services you can provide. But if you're looking for a clean dog flight, you might want to stick to the standard build. The PTU is now open to all backers. But if you want to take part, there's a little bit of setup involved. First, you need to copy your RSI account to the PTU, and then you need to fire up the launcher, click on the cog and go to the game channels list. Next, select public test universe and close the setting page and finally restart the launcher. Easy as pie. Now, wait a second. We are testing the standard build. This is alpha. This is a game that's not in production, that is basically all of us getting along and just hammering this crap out of it to see what's broken. And then we do shows like this and say, okay, this is broken, fix it. So I'm not sure what they're kowtowing to here. Well, Jeff, maybe what they're doing now is PTU is alpha and Arena Commander is beta. And we have a continuous alpha beta cycle on and on and on forever now. Maybe that's how things are going to get done now. So have they officially said that the standard is beta? No. This whole process is making a mockery of what you would call, quote, standard terms. There's no venture capitalists. There's no publishing house. Alpha is meaningless when you're putting a new patch out every week for a game that won't be done until 2016. 
beta is sort of meaningless too when you're already taking money from people and, and in return giving them access to test equipment. No, no, you're, you're pledging. You're not actually paying for anything. You're still just pledging. Haha. Ha. I mean, it's making a mockery of the, the current uh, uh, vernacular the current vocabulary that gamers and, and other program testers are used to having. All the lines are blurred. None of the rules fit anymore. We have the persistent test or the public test universe now, and then we have Arena Commander. The PTU is the alpha of the patch. Here, break this thing and show us what our internal testing missed. And then Arena Commander is, eh, we fixed most of the problems that our internal testing and the PTU have, have found. Go break some more things wider audience. Well, I think that internal testing creates these builds. And a lot of times what we've been waiting for before when it's like, okay, the the update's not coming out this week. Okay, the arena commander's not coming out this month. It's these builds that now would be on the PTU. So I think it's a it's actually a, a, a release valve, uh, a relief valve rather, where some of the stress of really excitable backers who don't care if it's broken, want to go ahead and try it, we'll get to do that. Well, and I'm a really excitable backer. I just spent a bunch of money. I, <laughs> you know, uh, I know the condition of the client. I know that this whole thing that we're doing with the whole Arena Commander is actually a test build. I know that it's not a persistent universe. I know that it's not Squadron 42. I know that, so I expect less from it. But they still have a lot of eyes on them, so they won't release unpolished builds to a certain extent, which frustrates some people who, like you say, are more than happy to go into the diamond in the rough build and, and fly around, which that's what the PTU, I think, is for, so that that way, if somebody's trying to write some hack game journalism article about how Arena Commander sucks and is broken, they can say, no, no, that's our test universe, that's where we have an unfinished, unready build. And you can see that our release is actually coherent and solid and stable. I think Jace is a good point with it being a relief valve, because like I said, we have asked for the rough edges, and apparently they were hiding rougher edges than they were actually even showing us uh, with some of these uh, not-quite-functional Arena Commander builds. But on the other hand, I think that maybe they need to do a better job of segregating the two different builds. Right now, it's like you have to delete folders and do different things. I think they ought to have a separate launcher. Another thing under the downloads menu on the CIG website, like download the public test universe, and that's a separate launcher with a red background instead of a black one or something. Something to visually discriminate between the, the public test universe and the stable build of Arena Commander. I think it's going to help in the long run, too, because we're going to have first-person shooter come out. We're going to have the planet-side stuff. Do this now, and that way you can do this again and again with the other modules when they come out. Yeah, let us have a big on-screen selector, kind of like going between Tribble and Holodeck in Star Trek Online, where you have a... Hey, they can steal from Star button. Trek Online, too, and Absolutely. Elite Dangerous. Yeah, because Elite Dangerous has the same thing. They have the little drop-down menu on their launcher. <laughs> So this, this episode was really about the things they should steal from other games and the things that they should not. Friends, Europeans, unionsmen, lend me your ears. CIG have decided to set up a publishing arm based in Her Royal Majesty's United Kingdom. Although Squadron 42 was always being developed over in the land of the Limeys, the publishing side has always been dealt with right here in the good old US of A. This has previously led to a few customer service nightmares and some weirdness around exchange rate fluctuations. Well, no longer. 
Unfortunately, this does mean that a change is coming for everyone who lives in the EU. From February 1st, you Europeans are going to have to start paying VAT, the value-added tax for us uh, U.S. folks who may be less familiar. On all purchases from CIG, ships, weapons, in-game currency, pledge packs, physical goods, absolutely everything. Unfortunately, that means for our listeners in the U.K. and France, prices are going to jump by 20%, but the VAT is lower in Germany. Prices will only be going up by 19% for Germans. Nice job, Angela. However, this is not all bad news, because the guys at CIG are frickin' awesome. They're having a limited ship sale to let all the denizens of the Union have one last shot at buying those limited edition ships before the price hike comes. So if you've always wanted an Aurora LX Anniversary Edition or a Super Hornet, be sure to check out the sale, which will be ending the Sunday after the show airs. Links will be in the show notes. You poor Europeans. Now you've, you've got all the taxes and, and stuff. We're... Really very but, sorry. But petrol has gone down, so they should be able to afford it. Right. And, uh, you know, lorry rates would have also gone as down, down as well, thanks to the drop in petrol. So when they go on the motorway, on the way to tea and crumpets, chip, chip, cheerio, uh, help me out here, guys. I'm about out of British slang. Yeah, Dang put it. that in your boot. I don't know. Did, yeah, which is in the back of your car. Not the bonnet. Yeah, right, because the bonnet is where the motor is <laughs> in your aston martin or uh, jaguar jaguar right thank you okay we're really losing it here we probably ought to just go on okay so it's now time for news we didn't use Guns and gray cat skins are now available in the Voyager Direct store. You get a space globe, and you get a space globe, and you get a space globe! It's like Oprah visited our hangars. Fan spotlight, in fiction creations, more talent on display for all to see. Check it out. Aramis posts the Cargo Olympics return. Yes, it is the Olympics for cargo haulers. No, I'm not making this up. Meet the CIG Devs Episode 8 with Supervising Art Director Lance Powell, Gladius Fan, and Sushi Burger Lover. And Around the Verse, Episode 28, featuring an interview with Austin Studio Head John Erskine. You know, I guess there's more than one way to skin a gray cat now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, the nose turret for oh, the yes. Hornet. Yes, very cool. Yeah. Oh, we were talking about this the other night, Jeff. That you could sort of upgrade your base Hornet to almost a Super Hornet by that uh, the gimbal, yeah. the gimbal turret for the nose. Yeah, I, Except, I, what did, I you did do, one Jeff? better. I, I I bought a Super Hornet. You just yeah. bought a Super Hornet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's what you've been talking about. Well, no, that's not all. That's not all. <laughs> but wait, there's more. There's more. I bought an Avenger and a Gladius. Holy cats. I bought the uh, the astro uh, asteroid hanger. I bought uh, the liquor cabinet, and I bought I bought some UEC so I could buy some weapons. Ah, well, so uh, basically, what Jeff, what you've just done is you've answered the question that we usually ask: where the f- is the first person shooter module? But we should change it this week to where the f- has all Jeff's money gone? <laughs> <laughs> and 
And we have the answer to that. And now we know sure. why we hit 70 million this week. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Most of that was Jeff. Yeah. Thank you, Jeff. Yeah, you're welcome. You know, like I said, thank God for holiday cash outs. Well, uh, this week, uh, instead of uh, blowing all my money on, uh, on CIG stuff, my son bought a bunch of stuff for the Wii download. He got a bunch of gift cards for Christmas. So I've been playing uh, Steam Dig something. It's a little platformer, kind of like Terraria. Oh, neat. You're, you play a steampunk robot, and you dig ores and blast stuff, and it's fun. So it's kind of like Minecraft, right? If you play Terraria, it's, it's a lot like Terraria. It's like you dig things and collect ores and power up your tools and stuff like that. So it's kind of like that. So, so Jace, what have you been doing instead of playing first-person shooter module? Well, actually, I have dived back into Star Trek Online with a Vengeance and am just about to finish the Delta Rising expansion storyline. I'm on the final mission when I got tapped by Lennon to come on the show tonight. Oh, so you're, we have we prevented you from, from finishing. Well, dinner prevented me from finishing, and I'm this is merely delayed I, actually, my Actually, I'm not sorry, but... <laughs> <laughs> We're not sorry. This come, come hang out with us. We're cooler over here. We're oh, cool. yeah. Cool guys. Oh, yeah. I heard it was a pretty good show, so I thought I would check it out. Damn, Skippy. And this week's community question, once CIG posts all the vids, what was your favorite reveal from PAX South? Let us know. Send an email to squawkatcardfrequency.com or post on our show's thread over at robertspaceindustries.com. Well, now that we're all caught up on the latest news from around the verse, let's go and learn about engines in this week's Nuggets for Nuggets. You have all flown before, but you're about to enter a whole new world, so pay that means get on your feet, Nuggets. If you're near Terra, then you're near deals. Come to Sean Sanders Star Sports, where all week long we have a sale on ship engines. We have all nine models of Sakura Sun's Light Blossom engines in stock. While supplies last, glide through the Dark Sun stealth course with the best in low emission engines for civilian use. These helium-6 sonoluminescent bubble power plants have high output, but keep your signature low as you avoid the sensor traps in Dark Sun. And the engines front on bubbles. How can you resist? There's three sizes and all price ranges. If you're heading to Vega for the Cargolympics, do the raw materials relay in style with the GNP Tonera engines. We've got Tonere double aughts and Tonere double fives in stock while supplies last. These liquid fluoride thorium reactors have the go power you need after loading all your cargo to get to the next relay point. We've also got deals on Dragon Stellar's STC line, Alliance StarTech, and Juno Starbirds. Whether you're off to the Murray Cup, outfitting for the asteroid rodeo, or nebula driving, our expert staff will help you find the right gear for you. Sean, Sean Sanders, Sanders Star Sports, for, for all your space race and competition, competition needs. Are you new to the verse and need a bit of advice? Is there a nugget of lore some sit or sib taught you that we all should know? Let us know by dropping us an email to squawk at guardfrequency.com. But for now, let's tune in the feedback loop and let you join in the conversation. Okay, buddy, what's on your mind? We're all friendlies! So let's just be friendly! Some say he's illegal in 17 states and that he roams around the woods at night foraging for wolves. But all we know is he's called the Shiv, and he put together this week's feedback. From our show post at GuardFrequency.com, known troll Elliot Tan writes in. Wait, wait, says, wait. Isn't he our executive <coughs> producer? Shh. Dear Guard Frequency crew, <laughs> I recently flew the Mustang Delta during the free weekend, and I must say I have no idea why you dog on it so. It is unorthodox looking, but she flies wonderfully. She's nibble. She's fast. Has a nice rack of 
weapons, and great visibility to boot, not to mention a distinct style that I happen to like. Truly, the only problem I have with the ship is that douchey spokesman in the commercial. I wanted to hate it. I really did. But seriously, I can't find a thing wrong with it. What am I missing? Your friendly neighborhood corporate overlord, Elliot. Elliot Tan. Ugh. I'm disappointed. I am too. I, you know, this blatant attempt at editorially silencing our show. Uh, Did you hear that bullying language he yeah. used? I'm just offended. Yeah, it's I'm a freaking space pony. Even. You know, if I shoot off your <sighs> wing, you're not going to land. Jace, does he pull this kind of crap over at Priority One? No, I've, I've actually almost never heard him uh, speak even in text until you guys started <sighs> your show. He gives Priority One a blank check. Just do whatever you guys want over there. No, no, but here he gets all up in our stuff about the space pony. And there's this note here, note from Lennon, I love the Mustang, love it with a capital love. Oh, oh, I see how it goes. Oh, so, so, so. Yeah, he wanted the night off, and so he's kissing butt to the executive producer. I see how it is. Okay, all right, fine, we'll just move on. So the smart move is for me not to admit that I have a Mustang and actually quite enjoy flying it, correct? I should just keep that to myself. Him too, really. Oh. Yeah, just, we gotta move on, just move on. Sean Newboy writes, wonderful show, everyone. Look at that. Every word perfectly chosen to make a simple point. Thank you, Sean Newboy. Dillick writes in. It says, Tony, Lennon, Jeff, and the Shiv. What are your opinions on what CR said in the 10 for the Chairman episode 50 related to the travel in the persistent universe? Well, Dillick, hmm. if you've been listening to our show, then you know what hmm. our opinions are. He, the thing is that he wrote this before we did the show. So let's see how uh, psychic he is hmm. Just, you know, to, to, to our points. Let's go through this. Let's go through this. Do you think that the work in progress related to quantum travel addresses the fact that SC ships have huge main engines? I think we talked about that, didn't we? Yes, we we did. Nice job, Dillick. Go ahead. I like the skill-based approach that is being built into it. I know we have discussed this before, but for me, this is one of the most important mechanics, since it can make or break the immersion. And I say this without a shred of irony. Since the tech used in this has to make sense within the universe that it is part of, Yes, yes. I think I believe we discussed this too. Yes. If the physics are broken or the fiction is broken, you have to change the fiction. This universe has a sort of vibe that comes as advanced and yet is not as much as we could go anywhere in the galaxy a la Star Trek Warp. We discussed that too, I yes, believe. Yes, we did. No. As we are dependent on naturally occurring events such as jump points, but cannot create them artificially. Like strategic chokeholds and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Dillick. Dillick, well done, sir. He anticipated our discussion perfectly. Well played. Awesome show, as always. Listen, you guys has always become my Tuesday routine. As for the community question, yes. For the Alpha, ship testing and equipment testing should be available for all backers. The more backers, the bigger data set for balancing and bug squishing. After Alpha, then it should be returned to the subscribers, but only after testing. Have a great week. Thank you, Dillick. Well, well played, Dillick. Yeah. Kaiser Solo says, great show again, lads. Thanks for the shout-out for posting on Reddit. Well, you're welcome. P.S. Love my Mustang, but I really can't wait to unleash the Gladius. Uh, you know, maybe that's what it is. Maybe people just love the Mustang because there's not much else going on. Well, I can't agree with that. But I can say that Kanitsu wrote in with, nah, 54 was funny because of Jeff needing broadcast glasses. <laughs> that was pretty good. That was good. Though, the story behind the coffee cleaner... Great job with that Anvil broadcast. It was entertaining. Free trials should be open to all. Getting a chance to test the game, even in the development it is, as it will inspire anyone and everyone to back the game. Yeah, I think we've been sold Alpha Passes or Arena Commander Passes or Alpha Access or whatever. I think that anybody should be able to work on the PTSU 
whatever they end up calling it, or the PT, whatever the hell this is. The, the thing the thing that's broken. The broken thing, give that away to everybody. Let anybody test that. Let everybody figure that out. Once it's stable, okay, maybe then you're restricted to the alpha package people or the arena commander pass holders or whatever. But that broken thing, let everybody use that. And let everybody use all the weapons and guns too. They're working on it with arena commander coins, I know. But you know, the more shots fired, the more missiles launched, the more data they have, the better off everybody is. Maybe they just need to change the acronym for Jeff because he just doesn't want to get put on PT detail. <laughs> that could be. And thanks to many new members of GFR who left kind words in their applications recently. We look forward to seeing you in Arena Commander and in the F and PU. <laughs> oh, Shiv. From Squawk at GuardFrequency.com, Ben Sanders says, I've been saying for a really long time, we need to have a virtual hangar where you can look at all the released ships, regardless of limited edition or not, and one could fly the ship if AC ready in free flight mode. I love this idea. I do too. Sort of a demo, if you will. Uh, this would allow less chance for buyer's remorse and potentially increase ship sales. It would also allow you to properly budget your money on the ship you really like to be in rather than basing it off of videos and concept art. I love this idea. Uh, well, you know, I love that idea, but, you know, really, spend the money. <laughs> <laughs> buy all the Jeff ships. Doesn't to, <laughs> Jeff doesn't want to be the only one emptying his wallet, <laughs> getting yelled at by his wife. And then I see here that we have I'm gonna use my I'm gonna use my best radio abilities to create a word picture for everyone here. It's sort of an ASCII uh, dance move uh, in interspersed with all the wingamangas, all the wingamangas, all the wingamangas, all the wingamangas. Whoa, oh oh oh. So if you want to, we'll post this on our show notes so that you can see Ben Sanders or First Verse Problems, as you may also know him, uh, and his, his wonderful ASCII art, which we all should appreciate. Yeah, it definitely needs to be spread far and wide. It's kind of cute, actually. So let's go to the show notes. And from the Guard Frequency Facebook page, Mark McLeod writes in and says, Did you guys hear you got a nod from Bridger from Tales of Citizens, a Star Citizen podcast? He bigged you up a lot. Congrats. Yay! Yeah, uh, there's lots of good Star Citizen podcasts out there. We don't want you guys to think that you can't listen to everybody else. We just want you to listen to us first. So that's really what we're after. We want we want to be your primary source, maybe not your only source. Well, Tales of Citizens, but, yeah. they're not the guys that release on Monday that knocked you off being first on the list every week. Whoa, 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 whoa. Who's released on Monday now? Isn't there somebody <sighs> on Monday? You're going to have to have we're going to have to have a production yep. meeting because we cannot. We can't, no, we can't be beat to press. We can't be beat to press. Oh, no, no, no. Tuesdays, we were very strategically placed on Tuesdays for this exact reason. I mean, I, I got I to have a talk. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just kidding. I don't care. Tuesday, Tuesdays work for our publishing uh, schedule, so we'll probably just still – we're going to keep making your Tuesday. You know, I'm sorry you're going to have to get through Monday without us. Uh, we really don't want to be there for all your whining and moaning about how a terrible weekend you had. But Tuesday, catch up with us. And we'll be there. Exactly. On Monday, you're not awake enough to, to yeah, listen you can't and, and really us. thoroughly immerse yourself in the guard frequency yeah. experience. We just don't care. Just keep listening. We love you all. Mwah. So from Twitter, Ken from Chicago writes, I love it when my MMO and tech Twitter feed crossover. Hashtag crossing the streams in reference to Shiv on the Daily Tech News Show. Yeah, uh, Shiv recorded a little addendum to the Daily Tech News Show about uh, an update on Star Citizen and some of the latest going-ons and gave his Happy Home podcast a little shout-out there right at the very end of the file. From Reddit.com, we hear from Weird Harper. Your missiles were holding, locks on, flares were showing, cold space, winds are blowing. We're oh, oh, 
Someone's trying to get me to sing again. No, no, sir. <laughs> Come on. No, no, Come the audio editor pulled on. it. No, nope, nope, nope. You can do nope, it. Nope, the audio editor pulled it the last time, and I am not going to fall for it again. And besides, I'm not, I'm not a, the, the rhythm, and I'm, no, I'm not a fan of the meter. I'll give you a beat. Really. Your missiles were holding locks on, cold space. Winds were blowing in space? No, they were not. Hold on. We're going to hang out. Hang on. Uh, your missiles were closing. Closing, locked on. Flares were uh, glowing. There you go. Okay, because because that's because yeah, flares going. Uh, solar winds were blowing. Where you think you're going, baby? There, there that worked. I just I just fixed it for you, weird Harper. You know you're welcome. Uh, but I'm not going to sing because I got in trouble last time. So no. And he says he goes on to say, first time actually listening to one of these. I was really impressed. Always love hearing more about the gladiator. Smiley face uh, with a big mouth. So you're welcome. Welcome, welcome to our legion of happy listeners, Weird Harper. CRS529 writes in and says, I'm a fairly new listener, too. Hey, congrats. Welcome. The more the merrier. And it's crazy how well-produced and entertaining these guys are for a poor amount of Patreon support they're receiving. <laughs> okay. Unsolicited. Unsolicited. We didn't ask for yeah, that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, got to remember, we have the Patreon campaign so that we can get your love and support. But we love doing this show. And we and we started yeah. out with no Patreon campaign and no regular contributions. So, you know, yeah. uh, welcome. Basically, guys, thank you so much for contributing. If you do contribute, uh, we encourage everybody to do it. If we get in lots of money, we're just going to do more and better things. You know, there's just there's some goals listed on our Patreon page, stuff like uh, try to get more frequent developer interviews because it takes a lot of work to get those done. We'll write a prelude every week. That takes a lot of time to get done. We need to do one. Yeah, we do. Actually, it's been a, over a month. Well, hey, donate to Patreon and maybe we'll uh, have a little bit of motivation. Know what I mean? If we get more money, it's going to go into the show. If we don't get any more money, that's cool. That's fine. We, we love doing it anyway. But the more support we get, the better show we can make. Underscore Tyler Matthew says... It's a good day to have headphones at work. All right. PG. We try to keep it PG. Well, we don't always make it, though. Probably a good idea for the headphones at work. Nabode says, my second start of the right on these topics is always the same. Is it good for the funding? That was my Bill Lumberg voice that came through. <laughs> Who? No. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Never mind. Uh, I if think you some could free ship weeks and weekends. And move it all the way to the back of the hangar. That'd be great. <laughs> I think some free ship weeks and weekends should be available to any registered citizen, backer or not. A big notification window about the state of development for those who are not backers would probably be a good idea. Yes. The trouble with free stuff is it devalues a product. Perhaps by limiting the all open ship trials to a one in three or even limiting trial selection to the base model of a ship, they could retain a sense of value among the backers and collect some data on what potential backers do during and after an open ship trial. Fantastic show, by the way. It made me feel very happy face and super big happy face. Yeah, now this is a good idea too. And some combination of this and uh, the earlier suggestion about uh, the free flight model. Let's let's mush the, these two things together and, and make this happen. That would be a good thing. I like it. From our amazing donors of monetary goodness. Oh dear, Shiv has uh, not been able to update this little part here. But we promise that a sticker winner will be drawn and mailed out. And this week's community question, once CIG posts all the vids, what was your favorite reveal from PAX South? Let us know. Send an email to squawk at guardfrequency.com or post on our show thread over at robertspaceindustries.com. 
So, how was the show? Were we the bell of the town hall, or should we be looking for the guy with the tar and feathers? Either way, let us know. Here's some ways you can get in touch with us. Check out our forum post at forums.robertspaceindustries.com. Leave a comment on this episode's show notes at guardfrequency.com. And you can subscribe, feeds.guardfrequency.com, or find us on iTunes. You can hit us up on Twitter at GuardFreak. Start an argument on our Reddit at guardfreak.reddit.com. Leave a comment and like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash guardfreak. And if you're old school like us, shoot an email to squawk at guardfrequency.com. Your feedback's an important part of what we do, so take a minute, tell us what's on your mind. And that'll bring us to the end of episode 56 of Guard Frequency. We're back with episode 57 on February 3rd. So be sure to keep an eye out for our shows over at GuardFrequency.com or the official Robert Space Industries fan site subforum. Please send us your feedback about the show. Aside from all the ways we just ran down, you can also use the contact form on our website. And all the details for all the ways that you can get in touch with us can be found in the show notes. Do you like what we do? Want to come and help these fine gentlemen make the best damn space sim podcast ever? If so, just send a note to squawk at guardfrequency.com. And if you just can't get enough spaceship podcasting, why not check out our sister production, Priority One? They cover Star Trek Online and the greater Star Trek universe. Just go to priorityonepodcast.com for more of this sultry voice. (laughs) Plug in yourself. Oh, that's so terrible. Are you looking for a friendly wingman or two? Check out our organization, Guard Frequency Response, at the official RSI website, robertspaceindustries.com forward slash orgs forward slash guardfreak. And if you're not doing anything Saturday nights, then you should join us live over at guardfrequency.com forward slash live. We'd like to thank the entire team at Guard Frequency and the Priority One Network. Thanks to our community manager, Justin Chivalry Bean Lowmaster, our artist, Simon Charlton Edwards, and our assistant audio engineers, Michael Duncan and Skiffy. Thanks to our syndication partner, The Bass, and special thanks to Ronald Jenkins for his permission to use his music in our show. Visit ronaldjenkins.com for more of his work, including his newest release, Alpha Numeric. But above all, we want to thank you folks for tuning in. If no one's listening out there, the deep black gets pretty lonely. Reduce thrust. Captain 330, Carol 15. Squawk Whoops, I just deleted an entire sentence. How did I do that? Control Z, that bad boy right there. For the love of God, Control Z. (laughs) Thank God. Now, capitalize that B. Go, go, go. Shut up. (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm trying to to make drama and good radio. It's the best, that's all I got. Okay, now. And this week's community question, blank. Let us know. This week's, that one's Tony's fault because Tony wrote the community question and then didn't copy it here. So that, that one's all me. Here it comes. Stand by. Stand by. Uh, editing sounds. Editing sounds. And the girl from Ipanema. Okay, we're done. Oh, there we go. SpaceX has long been interested in low orbit satellite. Satellite. Cellulite? That's not something you want. No, no. Low orbit cellulite. <laughs> I'm going to beam you fat. <laughs> That's right. He wanted a low Earth orbit too close to the moon. That cellulite is ugly. You don't want that. Okay. Beep, beep. I love that closing. <laughs> Sorry, Jeff. <laughs> I'm just remembering that part in, uh, what's it, uh, uh, Last Starfighter? 
uh, when they're talking about the, mo- the 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 mobile home. So you live in a home. You live in a cave that never went anywhere. Fascinating. I don't, see, like, again, you know, it's just a sidebar. Sorry, audio editor who ever does this one. Uh, Lennon likes to put these parentheticals in here, and I'm not quite sure what we're supposed to do with it. So, but <laughs> woohoo, woo, as, as it were, who, woo, woo freaking who, who. To create a gravity field, necessitates the engine needs to draw a huge amount of power to create the gravity fields necessary. Ugh. Man. Necessary is this show's winga manga. I know. <laughs> Radar needs work. Radar definitely needs work. Let, oh my god! Can, okay, do we want to ne- spend the next thirty minutes on this? Because no, you can spend the next three, <sighs> and then Lynn will cut that down to ninety seconds. Yes. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, we're gonna skip that, and we're gonna go to Chase. Ah. You're gonna. You, you don't want uh, Lennon's line about cod pieces. Come on. No, no. I think you know. Demand I, cod pieces. Listeners may demand cod pieces, but uh, Lennon's not here to demand that that actually gets in the show. Cod so. pieces. And, and it's really, it really, it's only funny when you say it in a British accent. He did encourage me to read the VAT part in my best British accent, but I think my best British accent is to not try at all. Found a lot of bugs in the new build, but that's okay. I, I won't talk about it. Yeah, your opportunity's passed. You're done. Oh, I take am us out the, take, you know, take us out of the community. You know, question. it's like a control, you know, like setting up your controls, your keyboard bindings and all that. This has previously led to a few customer service nightmares and some weirdness around exchange weight, hmm, weight fluctuation. That's a little different. Well, yes, exchange. That's when you have too much macaroni and cheese. Yes. Can't they make it freaking simple? I mean, I've played a bunch of Space Sim games before. I, I, I'm experienced at this. Aramis Post, the Cargo <laughs> whatever. Uh, no, the Cargo Olympics. The Cargo Olympics return, yes. It is the Olympics for cargo haulers. No, I'm not making this up. And I've never met a control scheme that was so difficult to set up, but I digress. You know what you will know fix that problem for you? Uh, not play the game? No, a trackball. Yeah, I knew. See, <laughs> I, I, I open. I, you always fall for it. I know. <laughs> I asked you that question like twice in the last week. You still go what? And I still say a trackball, and you're like, ah. Your day is coming, learn. Tony. When that Xion Scout comes out, the, the oh twin trackballs, buddy. Yep, twin trackballs. That's what I'm a twin trackballs, buddy. Heck yeah, heck yeah.